cold brew martini. Hello, cold brew martini. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is that your drink of choice? Not always, but they're just good here. Festival, the headliner. Thank you so much. the film. I really enjoyed it. Got the opportunity to check it out before we recorded this. So thank nice. you for allowing me to do that. The director, yeah, Tony Bonacci. <laughs> welcome to <laughs> Omapod. So yes. Thank you. And, yeah. and as I said, congrats. Thank and you. And I guess first off, the I, I really enjoyed it and I'm doing stand up and that type of thing. But I guess just give quick people the quick elevator pitch or the synopsis of your film. Okay, so I always, I've been saying lately it's a rated R Hallmark movie, but it's actually yes. not Hallmark, so. <laughs> right, a little it. rougher. But Hallmark it's, after dark. It's essentially <laughs> like a Midwestern struggling artist story of somebody that's, it's a guy in his late 40s that has a kid that's 26, and he's been trying forever to make it in the comedy scene in Omaha. And he's never given up, but also he's never really made it. So he's still struggling along and going about his life. He's always been like a road comic and never quite made it, but he never gave up. So then essentially it's about his relationship with his daughter and his manager and his ex. And so it's just like a slice of life movie about this comic and yeah. his friends that also do comedy. So yeah, yeah, it captures the camaraderie of the scene and yeah. some of the end jokes and some of the off stage moments very well. I thought, I wonder if, if it could pull it off and the stage presentation, which is yeah. it's somewhat notoriously difficult for films to capture was very yeah. well done. Yeah. And I, I think Derek did a really good job portraying because he's not a comic at all. So he's just a, he was a trained stage actor. Yeah, I and wondered so, about that. Yeah, so he... Uh, That's the star of the film? Yeah. Yes. So Zach thought he, Zach Peterson thought he did a good job. Yes. Uh, and I, I forgot if I told you Zach wrote his material. Yes, yeah, I, did, so, I did hear so that. So once and, he said that he thought he did a good job, I was happy about that. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, and, and I would say I've, for, I've done a lot of stand-up and been in those types of shows, so it's neat to see Dylan yeah. and a bunch of characters, but also I wasn't seeing them as them. I was seeing them as the character, and yeah. it was a secondary thought as, as into the movie, so I think mm -hmm. that's also a real compliment to you. Yeah, I, I think that's actually going to be one of the coolest things in the future, is like when we're watching this, or if anybody is ever watching it, like <laughs> 20 years down the road, like, oh, and remember that? the Oscar that? goes to, <laughs> the AFI, uh, when they put you in the, the canon, the Criterion oh, Collection. that we'll, would be we'll, awesome. We'll I hope do in a the future. and we'll look back, but it really was a time capsule of Logan. Locations and people and everything. No, so. and it looks incredible. And the Thank style you. and the, the cinematography and all Ooh, that thanks. wonderful just pops really well. Parts of it, I'm like, that's Omaha. Parts of it, I'm like, did they shoot all of it here? I yeah. wasn't sure. They're, uh, little Chicago. Yeah. And as you noticed, we faked a lot of the, they're supposed to be in Lawrence, <laughs> yeah. Kansas, and then uh, Kansas yes. City and whatever. But that so. didn't take me out of it. Yeah. And, and the, the problem is when, you're, when it's such a low-budget film, there's just not the budget to bring your 15-person crew to Produce right. those shoots somewhere else and travel and it all doesn't that, look so. low budget yeah. and uh, that doesn't even sound right in this conversation i would it was done artfully on an artistic budget yeah. probably or something oh yeah definitely <laughs> yep under under fifty thousand. that's what i always know that's incredible because there's also two other movies made at the same time roughly a little bit before there were there was two five million dollar movies that happened and i was like damn i wish i had a little bit more money but 
but <laughs> yeah. although I've kind of studied into um, stuff about that, and there's like a sweet spot, and one of them is where we were. So there's like under fifty thousand. I don't know if this man is interesting yeah, to you, no, very. but like under that amount is like a quality level. Or, but they say that between fifty and one fifty or something, there's no gain and no quality gain or success gain until you hit like a certain. It's something like a million or so. It's yeah. it's something where like when you're in that high hundred thousands, it doesn't do anything more for the movie. I've heard that. So when you're putting this project together, tell us about the genesis of it and from the filmmaker's perspective, what were the biggest concerns you had when you looked at the budget and knew what you had to work with? What were you scared of? What were the challenges? Yeah, uh, so we started with a short film in 2016 of the same name. So it's a short film called The Headliner and it actually has a completely different vibe because we, I don't know if you happen to see that, but it's more of a dark film. Yeah. It's somebody dies and it's a lot of kind of sad and darker themes and stuff like that. And so for it's the like feature- like Ted Lasso, the yes. original was. Oh, Ted Lasso. really? It was oh, yeah, way different? Was okay, short I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that's very it. different, it's okay. interesting. So we started with that and that did well. People really liked it yeah. and I liked it. I it's just that. that I wanted to go a different way. Like I wanted it to be not quite as dark yeah and just more lighthearted and so we changed the theme a little bit and then yeah from there it was just like years of prep and then of course just like everyone else COVID set it back because it was ready to go right before it hit so like everyone else we were delayed and yeah but just like worrying about like just putting everything together and luckily I had the relationships and everything with film people to get equipment for cheaper yeah. and like sometimes free and like a bunch of locations and then of course Omaha is always very accommodating for locations and stuff and people are like oh that's yeah come on in yeah just go ahead and shoot here for free or right. just whatever yeah not always free but a lot almost most of it is yeah free. so when you look at taking it from a short to a feature length and there is a screenwriter on this yeah is Chris that, yes and what's the relationship as your director, do, do you have any say? Are you just getting a draft and making notes? Yeah. Or are you working very closely? So when I first talked to Christine, so both on the short and on the feature, we collaborated. Like I, I had talked to her about what I wanted to go for. Like I was like, oh, I know I want it to be about a comic. Yeah. I know I want it to be like an older, slightly older struggling guy that's whatever. Like I gave her kind of very basic parameters and then she wrote the whole thing and I loved what she did like yeah. with the feature. And I did have a couple adjustments and so we did some drafts like I think she did three total but uh, in general yeah I just loved what she did and she's super good so I was happy with what she did yeah but, and we're at tiny house where this yeah. is like your I was trying to think of Pulp Fiction, Jumpin' Jack, or what Terrence Spot? This is like your that equivalent. This is Tiny House Slims. This is your Jackrabbit Slims, Tony. Tiny House is one of my favorite bars, and also we did shoot a stand-up scene here that was supposed to be a club in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. So yeah, we faked it for Lawrence, Kansas, <laughs> and also Megan Malone, yeah, owner and runs the place and stuff like that. Shout so she's out. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Everybody loves her, yep. <laughs> so, what was it about the comedian story that really struck you, or why did that, why were you passionate about devoting a film to, to feature length to that? Uh, short originally about about a comedian specifically yeah just because i'm so into it like just because it, it just struck my interest because i've always been into comics and stuff but it's just been like a new passion in the last five to ten years so yeah. it's just a thing where yeah like i lo i absolutely love stand-up i love small shows i like 
going to like the comedy store in LA or the comedy cellar in New York and stuff like that. For sure. I've just been obsessed lately. And so I was like, oh, I should just do something around that. And especially for Omaha, because I always go to Zach's shows right. and stuff and other things, Funny Bone and everything. And I was just like, oh, I bet we could do something in Omaha in this community and yeah. just put it together. And it would be cool to feature all my favorite people here. So. Yeah. I'm glad you did. And yeah. But also really works. From the director's eye, when you're watching all these live performances, are you thinking of it from blocking shots or are you just taking in the show? And what did you take from seeing all these shows into the actual shooting of the perf- and directing of the performance scenes, which are very well done here? And yeah. that's not easy to do. Yeah, so we learned, one of the big things we learned from the short was that you really do need a crowd. We had tried to fake some of the performances like when we're shooting just the performer, right. the comic. And their energy was way different than when there was a crowd there. Yeah. So one thing we learned was like okay we have to have a crowd and just do that and have and shoot the performer as there's a crowd watching we did do a couple with Derek the main character where we weren't able to have we just had our crew watching and making it seem and we were like giving him applause and really paying attention so that there was at least people like there was like 12 or 15 people like they're watching right. so energy but to sometimes we weren't of... able to have like quite as many yeah yeah but, but i mean it also works from the perspective of showing the different types of crowds that you've got them essentially like an open mic type show so i thought that yeah. worked well spread across the different sizes yeah of crowds that yeah that's yeah that's cool that you were noticing that yeah because some of the shows when they're out some are tiny some yeah. are bigger like stuff like that and that's how it is. Like, you right. can go to a comedy show and there's not many people at all there. I don't know a, a lot of other Sometimes art Sometimes I like love that. that. I love that, though. Maybe music a little bit. Yeah. But if you're into, like, indie. Uh, so I'm into, like, a lot of indie rock and stuff where it's either when I got into certain groups, there was I saw them in a tiny venue. Or it's, like, a thing where... Yeah, they got big, and then it was over after that. It was like, oh, man, I'm glad I got to see them way back in the day when they were small. But yeah. It's always awesome when it's more intimate and small. With a comedy crowd, though, you do want people because it's fun. Yeah, it's more right. fun. It like, is better than no ideally, people. Ideally, <laughs> you'd want at least 15 people. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Sometimes you don't need more than that for a great show. Yeah. So yeah. what's it like as you prepare for festival debut, hometown? We were talking yeah. before a little bit. There's a balance of you want a lot of interest, which this has had, which is great, but you also don't want to overpromise and yeah. seating and tickets and a, yeah. a good problem to have. But yeah, exactly. What's, what's it like for you right now? Yeah, that's the thing. We're just ride that fine line of tickets are still on sale right now online, but I know that they will probably get cut off at a certain point, and yeah. then they'll only be on sale in person the day of the movie because priority goes to pass holders, all films and all access pass holders. The theater has a capacity of 210 people. Yeah, hopefully we'll be full with some extra extra people and be able to get some folding chairs in there too. So that would just feel good to have like capacity plus some extra chairs. For there. sure. So I just hope not too many people get turned away or anything. And I'll put a link to the ticket spot and the festival page on my, on the newsletter side of this if you want to check it out. But yeah. the ticket's going fast, so get in on that. What do you hope for after the festival? Do you have a so bigger I've entered, plan? And... Yeah, I've entered like 50 festivals yeah. so far, so I'm hoping it just keeps getting into some festivals. It would be nice to get into at least 5 to 10. Right. Like nationally. Toronto, you, yeah. I wouldn't Sundance. <laughs> I've entered some of the yeah. bigger ones. It wasn't the best season for yeah. festival entrances like when I started. So there's some that aren't even open. And then another thing that most people don't know is that with a lot of big festivals, it has to be a world premiere, which I would already be 
disqualified because Omaha. Yeah. Omaha Film Festival is yeah, my world I premiere. Yeah, considered that. That's yeah. tough. So that's just the huge ones, and that's that's also assuming that I would get in necessarily. So it's okay. I don't want to be that like arrogant about the movie. It would have gotten into Sundance. No, like, it probably wouldn't have. <laughs> if you don't know how Tony's directed this movie, and he's going to take it to a festival, and basically I'm assuming, but you that a big time distributor sees it, responds it cool. to it, and then picks it up, and suddenly it's got Honestly, a major release. That would be my ultimate goal. Right. Like even if it was just streaming on something, like even yeah. if it was on one of the smaller streamers, I would be happy. And it would be cool to break even and get back a little bit of money, but you can never expect. Honestly, there are so many feature films made nowadays that yeah. you just gotta hope it hits with somebody or something. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm not expecting anything, but it would be fun. So. Yeah, and yeah. that's what's cool about these festivals. But like you were saying, they want the world premiere. We always hear about like Con or Toronto, where there's a 40 yeah. minute standing ovation. Give the man an ovation. Yeah. I will try to be there if I can be, but. You, de- you deserve the 15, 20 yeah. minute Omaha standing up because that's mm-hmm. what they do at these things. And those are like, honestly, those festivals are so prestigious. Yeah. Anymore, those movies that are in there are big movies. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors even on the festival circuit now. Yeah, that's why I would like to, I've entered, yeah, like I said, about 50 festivals. I would kind of like to see which ones are, because I haven't really studied, I did vet the festivals I entered to know that they are ones that people think are cool, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see which ones are like the new Sundance or the new Slam. Like, no, like the ones that are quite, not quite as big. And yeah. I know Slamdance is awesome. I think they yep. require a world premiere, too. So it's, dang it. I don't know. Right. We'll see. Yeah. And the Omaha filmmaker Dan Mervish was yeah, one of the founders, right. and he's super cool. He's I, I look up to him. I really liked a movie he did a few years ago called Bernard and Huey. I yeah. don't know if you saw that, but I absolutely loved that. So yeah, he's, he's cool. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the premiere is... Omaha Film Festival, March 2nd at 5.30. And any website or anything you want to plug that's Uh, got the whole... Yeah, IMDB page is wonderful. You can check that out. Yeah, that's simple right yeah. now. Uh, but we do have an Instagram and a Facebook page for the headliner movie. If yeah. you look up the headliner I'll li- movie. link so. to that on the newsletter page. Sweet. Tony Bonacci really enjoyed the conversation. Congrats again. Awesome film. The headliner really enjoyed it. Thank Very you. high wire act to capture what you've captured on film and um, beautifully done and well told story. Thank you so much and thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. and I hope to have you back when you're accepting the Oscar next year, and we can look back and go, oh, it was a t- tiny house. Maybe on the next one. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap. we got to work towards that. But let's hold the globe first. Yeah. And then we'll work towards, exactly. towards Oscars yeah. in the future. But Tony Bonacci, congrats and thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right.